0: -hmm. Alright, so this is it. Welcome to the Mad Dad Review. Shit, hang on a second. You forgot the I know. Welcome to the Mad Dad Movie Review, a podcast full of first-time movie reviews starring Mads and her dad. I'm Mad And I'm the Dad, and this is Mad Dad Dad Movie Review work on it we're getting there
1: you want to uh
0: it is what it is so um yeah so kiddo this is the first episode so let's just let people know what's going on um i'm a self-proclaimed movie dork my name is ed and i have a beautiful 12 almost 13 year old daughter named madeline say hello Hello. <laughs> and basically, she's at that sweet, sweet age where she's starting to watch all of these movies that I grew up with. And I'm just showing her all the good ones, all the gems, all the classics, all the heavy hitters. She's watching for the first time. And I figured, hmm, let's just document this and, uh, you know, just break down an episode a, a different movie each episode and just roll with it so a couple weeks ago we did watch a little film called Clueless and yeah you liked it apparently it was, yeah,
1: a, movie.
0: It was a big hit with you so um, I figured what the heck let's let's kick it all off with that so that's what we're going to do we are going to discuss 1995's Clueless. Um, I guess that being said, we can get down to the nitty-gritty. So let me break this down. Um, this film was directed by Amy Heckerling, who was a famous, or is a famous director. Um, did a lot of comedies back when. Um, did Fast Times Ridgemont High. Like one of the original teen comedy films in the 80s. Um, this, of course. She also um did the first Waynes World film. Trying to think if there's anything else that you would be familiar with that she did kiddo. And off the top of my head, I cannot think of anything that that she would have done. So she also wrote the film. um, the cinematography was done by a gentleman named bill pope who i'm familiar with he did um he shot dark man um blank check which is a childhood favorite of mine did the matrix spider-man's two and three and then more recently he did scott pilgrim versus the world and a little film called baby driver and to my knowledge that was his last film baby driver which was a few years ago so it's Still kind of ripe. Um so the film stars Alicia Silverstone as Cher Horowitz. Um Stacy Dash is her best friend, Dion, Brittany Murphy is Ty. Introducing Paul Rudd. I, I say introducing roughly because Paul Rudd was in um Halloween six the same year, and I believe that film, he got the introduction credit, but these films more or less came out around the same time, it was the same year. Paul Rudd's in both films, they were both his first films, Um, but I think Halloween gave him the introduction credit. So he's in this. (laughs) Uh, Donald Faison plays Murray, um, which is Dee's boyfriend, and (laughs) Meyer is Travis. Um, so this film just had a 25th anniversary. Came out July 21st, 1995. Opened at number two. Would you like to know what what movie beat it that weekend at the box office? What? Apollo 13. You probably nope. have no clue what that is. <laughs> That's okay. It's a uh, Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, and Kevin Bacon's astronaut film, True Story, happened back in the 60s. Uh, uh, Google it. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, open at number two. Open at 10.6 million. Total gross, 56.6, which is pretty damn good if it only opened at 10, finished at 56. That means this film had legs, had a good word of mouth. Um, so that's that's that Um, real quick I'm going to bust out the wiki plot um, which is just me really quick running down the plot of the film based off Wikipedia then we'll go into it so Cher Horowitz lives in a Beverly Hills mansion with her father Mel a $500 an hour litigator her mother died during a liposuction procedure when Cher was a baby Cher is attractive, popular, and wealthy. She attends Bronson Alcott High School with her best friend, Dion Davenport, who is also wealthy and beautiful. Dion has a long-term relationship with popular student Murray. Cher claims that this is a pointless endeavor for Dion. Josh, Cher's socially conscious ex-stepbrother, visits her during a break in college. They spar continually but playfully. She mocks his idealism while he teases her for being selfish, vain, and superficial, saying that her only direction in life is toward the mall. Later, Cher plays matchmaker for two hard-grading teachers at her school, Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. She facilitates the relationship between the teachers to make them relax their grading standards so she can renegotiate a bad grade on her report card. After Cher sees the newfound happiness, she realizes she enjoys doing good deeds. Cher then decides to give back to the community by adopting Come on. By adopting a tragically unhip new girl at school named Ty. Cher and Dion give Ty a makeover, which Ty which gives Ty confidence and a sense of style. Cher also tries to extinguish the attraction between Ty and Travis. He's a skateboarder, man. He's a skateboarder. And he's a skateboarding slacker. And to steer her towards Elton, a popular and wealthy student. Elton rejects Ty and fails to seduce Cher. A handsome new student at her school named Christian becomes Cher's target boyfriend. I hate the way this is worded on Wikipedia. It makes me sound like a doofus when I'm trying to break it down. Again, I hate the way this is broken down and worded. So she invites Christian over to watch a movie at her place and tries to get him closer to her, but but he rejects her advances. Murray explains to Cher and Dan that Christian is gay. Despite the failure of the endeavor, Cher remains friends with Christian, primarily due to her admiration of his taste in art and fashion. Matters take a turn for the worse when Ty's newfound popularity uh, strains her relationship with Cher. Cher's frustration escalates when she fails her driving test and cannot change the result. When she returns home, crushed, Ty confesses, confesses her love for Josh, and once Cher will help in pursuing him. Cher says Ty is not right for Josh and a quarrel. Their disagreement ends with Ty calling Cher a virgin who can't drive. Feeling totally clueless, (laughs) Cher reflects on her priorities and her repeated failures to understand or appreciate the people in her life. And finally, after thinking about why she is bothered by Ty's interest in Josh, Cher realizes she loves him. She begins making awkward but sincere efforts to make a more purposeful life, including Captain... The school's Pismo Beach disaster relief effort. Cher and Josh eventually admit their feelings for one another, culminating in a tender kiss. Ultimately, Mr. Hall and Miss Geis wed. Cher's friendships with Ty and Dion are solidified. Ty and Travis are in love, and Cher catches the wedding bouquet, helping Josh win a two hundred dollar bet. She embraces Josh and they kiss and credits. Mm-hmm. So yeah just terribly structured that's the breakdown of clueless um so let's just dive into this and talk about the film itself um first impressions what what are, what are your how, what are your thoughts on this go one kiddo
1: um I feel it was gonna be a movie i liked mostly because like when i first saw it I, um, definitely first I got me with the music and the style. I just liked the music for some reason. And I think the style was so iconic. It was either in a Britney Spears music video. Um, that's really my first impressions though. Like I really liked the style and the music.
0: Well, that was a style of a different time, a different era. The nineties, Mm-hmm. The nineties was something else dude, especially when it came I, to style. i like the 90s. um i mean it was all about mall fashion you know bright colors baggy pants backwards baseball caps <laughs> you name it man that was the nineties i mean the baggy the baggy your pants were the cooler you were. <laughs>
1: Uh, people still
0: go on with that too. It's, what was
1: that people still go on with the baggy pants to this day and i it's not that cool anymore in my opinion
0: it hasn't been cool in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and the music i mean <laughs> right off the bat the band the Mighty Mighty boston's are actually in the movie um it's cool um i'm a big fan i've actually never seen them live Um, but I know they're in the movie Um, I'm trying to think of like some other I I, I don't know you're you're right, the fashion the music, I mean that's it's kind of like a I I don't know, it's something else so it's also it's it's it should be known or should be said that this film is actually a modern day version of Jane Austen's Emma which was a 1800s story kind of like um like like a Shakespeare Romeo and Juliet sort of you know um but to be honest i'm not i'm, I'm not up with my Jane Austen <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not familiar with emma i know it's a popular one um i know it's been kind of done to death in films but uh but yeah um you have any favorite parts in particular there's two
1: favorite parts one of them was probably just seeing share really trying to like get the teachers to get her grades up i just really like that because she i don't really know why it was just something that got me really yeah i don't know it was just a scene that i really liked and I could like over and over again because she's really just the whole time trying to get her grades up so she didn't trouble from her father and
0: i love her father let's talk <laughs> about her father for a second Dan, Dan yeah <laughs> He's, he's he's great he's one of my favorite character actors from the 80s and 90s he's he's great if i ever you know he's still alive but i don't think he does maybe that anymore when when i when i, when I see that man pop up it just puts a smile on my face because he's, he's great. Just a funny
1: person like he's not really trying to be funny but he's serious but it makes it funny really yeah <laughs> And like I, share.
0: Got, I got a forty-five. If anything ever ha- if anything happens to my daughter, I got a forty-five and a shovel. I got, anyone will miss you. <laughs> sure. You know, it's just great the way he rags on Christian about you know, I know and in the in the rad pack. <laughs> it's just, it's great. Get, he's he's great. It's just, he's like, when he he
1: first,
0: just. When you first. No, go on. Yeah.
1: When you first watch the movie, you won't realize it, but when you keep on watching it, you'll realize he really cares, he really cares about Cher. So he'll definitely like if any boy comes over to the house, he'll definitely say something about it. Mm-hmm. And it might not, he might not like really act like it, but the more you hear him, the more you realize that he might not sound like it, but he definitely cares.
0: And you can, if you if you pay attention too, if you like, you know. Piggybacking off of what you just said, um, you got Josh, who he's with the majority of the movie. They're were, they were pretty much working together, and you can see how Mel is no starting picks up and starts taking notice of of Josh's feelings and the way he sees share and the way he looks at his daughter, and he's accepting of that, you know. And in the end, you know, like especially when it all culminates to towards the end when he's, you know, the party you think I should go? You don't need me, do you? He's like, no, Josh, go to the party. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take care. I'm going to go look over. Go look, after, look, go look after Cher. And he's just like, you do that. You go. You go do that. He's got that look on his face because he knows that he's falling for his daughter. And he's okay with it. Mm-hmm. Because
1: he gets along with Josh really well. And he's been with Josh for so long. It's like he doesn't. He knows everything. He doesn't have to ask him questions. Nothing like that.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Mhm.
0: Um. To so who would you recommend this to?
1: Anybody. Really, anybody. Um, I've tried recommending it to Chloe, my best friend. I've told her about it, and she didn't really. She didn't want to watch it, mostly because she didn't like how josh used to be her um brother and next thing you know they're dating she didn't want to watch it because of that but if anyone likes like the 1990s and want to know more about it growing up and all that i think they should watch it definitely
0: yeah i mean it it, you know coming from someone who was alive in the 90s and was pretty much growing up in that decade it it Clueless is a fine representation of what it was like being alive and young in 1995.
1: Yeah, it's one I can think of right now who, like, in the top of my head who I know, but I definitely <laughs> would recommend it to really anybody. I mean, I, I feel like it's a movie anybody, if they watch it, they'll like, but at the same time, that's just my Not opinion.
0: Really. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I don't want to know anyone in my life who isn't mm-hmm. a fan of this movie. <laughs> if I you don't like Clueless then you can get the hell out of here
1: it's really just like a funny movie and I think anyone should give it a shot especially if you don't like, like if you hear about it that like one scene that doesn't mean you're just not going to like the whole thing You it's should definitely,
0: it's it's hilarious I love Clueless I
1: definitely
0: recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mentioned earlier 25th anniversary so this was nineteen ninety five. This was a different time. This was a different mm-hmm. era. Um so how's it held up? How's it aged?
1: Um well really what I think is if like you made me watch it or you told me to watch it now without telling me it came out in the nineteen nineties, I would get the hint it came out in the nineteen nineties, but I definitely at the same time, um I would probably think that it came out sooner. So I think
0: well, no. I think it's I, I think it's aged like a fine line myself. Um, it's still heavily praised and talked about to this yeah. day by a lot of people. Um
1: the movie I talk about a lot to people. Like if they ask me what's your favorite movie, I'll blue because it's just a movie you wouldn't think right away, oh it's in the nineteen nineties if you really think about it.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So Next up, you know, what what what's this movie mean to you? I mean, you've already answered that. You pretty much explained to me what it means to you. Um, it's it's an automatic. It's 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 a new classic for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's 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 a favorite film. So, would you watch a 2020 version of *Clueless*, an updated retelling slash remake?
1: Yeah, I think it would be, definitely, since I love the movie so much, I think I'd like to watch, I think they should come out with, like, a Clueless 2 or something, because seeing how they, how Josh and Cher are now, like, what their life is after that one, like, the last scene, saw them together, they were kissing, so, like, maybe a wedding involved, who knows, kids, finding out.
0: What if I told you there was a Clueless 2?
1: I already looked that up, but not.
0: But yeah. I'd be full of crap because there's no <laughs> sequel.
1: Because you would have told me about it.
0: Yeah, no such thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a sequel for this one, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I I remember when I first saw Clueless, I, I didn't see it in the theaters. Um, it was a movie that I remember seeing. With the family at my grandparents' house. Right after it came out on video, um, VHS tape, my uncle rented it and brought it home, and a mm-hmm. bunch of us watched it in the living room. And yeah, I mean, I knew of the film. It wasn't like it was anything, you know, new to me. I knew of it because even at the right age of, the, of 11, I was in the know of movies because I was a dork. I was reading the magazines, you know, and I was at the conveni- convenience stores or whatever. I was checking out Fangoria, horror magazines, and reading up on stuff, you know, your entertainment weeklies and whatnot. I was still pre-internet, you know, being in the know as best as I could because as for as long as I can remember, I have loved movies. So, that's just me. That's just my thing on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Clueless has just been one of them films that I It's – it's been there. It's been a part of my life since it first came out, since I first saw it. And that's the kind of legacy this film has with me, you know. Um, so, there's a thing we're going to do with each, each episode. It's going to be called Double Header Pairing. And Double Header Pairing is basically I'm going to set you up for this movie and another movie. You pick it, double feature. What would you pair this film with if you were to create or have a double feature? So I'm with you, kiddo. And then I'll give you my answer.
1: Okay.
0: So if um. you were to hold a double feature one night with Clueless and another film, what would that other film be?
1: Probably Mean Girls. I think it's both, they're both definitely movies that, like, they're both set in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both in the 1990s. And they're mm-hmm. both just really good movies. It's, like, Cher is learning about... um is basically growing up and learning stuff she never knew about. And then that other girl, I forget. So don't watch Mean Girls that much. I've only watched it once, that redhead in Mean Girls.
0: Lindsay Lohan.
1: Yeah. She um,
0: Lohan.
1: She's definitely doing the same as Cher. She's getting to know more about school, what it's like, especially after being homeschooled her entire life. It's definitely different finding all these kids out realizing it's not what she thinks so i definitely say both of those movies
0: you know what my doubleheader pairing is
1: Hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah i put mean girls too Mm -hmm. yeah we did not plan this we just both had the same movie that's kind of funny to me kind of weird kind of scary i'm not gonna lie you're not supposed to think like me. <laughs> You're supposed to have your own damn opinion. <clears throat> so so yeah. Um, I I don't you know, I don't know what else there is to talk about, really. Is there anything else you wanna discuss with the movie? Before I introduce what we're gonna talk about next time?
1: I feel like I said everything I had to say. We talked about the movie. We said all of that. I think we
0: did yeah. our. Well, I'm glad this film got a liking by you. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed showing it to you. Um, that being said, we're going to close the book on this film. Um, I think you and I have talked about everything there is to talk about. Um, so next episode, I think it's appropriate, since we talked about it, I'm not talked about it, since we watched it just last weekend, Uh-oh. what do you say you and I talk about Halloween, the original, next time?
1: Like the first Halloween?
0: The original. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So, that's what we'll do next time. We'll do, uh, we'll do Halloween next. And I don't know. Well, um, hey, this is a work in progress. We got to start somewhere. So, um, I had fun. I hope you had fun. I hope there's still people listening to us. <laughs> um, again, um, it's the Mad Dad movie review. Um, if you can, give us a rating or review. We're trying. We're only going to get better. And, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for the future. I think we're going to have fun with this. So, anything else you want to add? Um, not really. And on that note. Alright, well, take care. And until next time, I'm out of here. Check you later.